Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chad Michael Bowden, and you've clicked on another brand new episode of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Thank you all so much for tuning into a brand new episode. Really appreciate it. It's because of your love and support. The podcast continues to get bigger and better and we get to do some amazing stuff that I'm happy to share with you guys coming up soon. So thank you guys so much for the support. If you know anyone that would love to listen to the podcast and maybe even support themselves, please let them know. They can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you missed the last episode, I sat down with a good old friend of mine, Lisa O'Kane, who is the director of volunteer services at Southeastern Guide Dogs out of Palmetto, Florida. It was a great, great talk. She has an amazing background when it comes to animal preservation. Um, she worked for a number of wildlife preserves as well as zoos across the U.S., even as far up as Alaska. So it was amazing to get to talk to her, um, kind of, you know, some of the misconceptions when it comes to these zoos and these big animals. So it was great to talk to her and as well as the job she does for Southeastern. Alrighty, well, that's enough about last time. Let's get into today's episode. Today we are talking to a pretty cool person. She's doing some great, great work over in California where she says it's a nice, sunny, relaxing spring day. Jealous because it's humid over here in Florida. But <laughs> anyways, she is the founder and owner of Scribly, and she is the great and powerful Carolyn DeRosier. Did I get it right? Hello, hello. You got, you <laughs> okay. nailed it. <laughs> I was like, don't say Caroline. Don't say Caroline. <laughs> Uh, no, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I know we uh, share a mutual friend between Will Butler, good old Mr. Butler. <laughs> we do, yes. yes. Uh, Will and I do a little podcast called mm -hmm. Say My Meme. Mm -hmm. where we describe the internet's best memes for the blind community or anyone who's interested in mm -hmm. listening to a podcast about memes. That's a very interesting podcast idea. <laughs> it's fun to do, I, I have to say. Uh, I've definitely had a chance to delve very deeply into the, the weird internet meme community, and I kind of love it. <laughs> so who came up with the idea for that, you or Will? I can't take any credit for that. <laughs> Will came up with it. I think he actually uh, came up with the name like years before. Mm -hmm. And when we met for the first time and he found out I had an alt text business, he was like, hey, want to start a podcast with me? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. He, he, he obviously knew he would need that one day. <laughs> right, exactly. He had that in the back of his pocket. <laughs> So um, would you mind just introducing uh, yourself to the listeners and just let them know a little bit of uh, who you are and what, what you do? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so yes, Carolyn DeRosier, founder and CEO of Scribely. I started my business back in January 2020. And what we do is uh, we focus on describing images and videos on the web so that they can be accessible. Um, so specifically, we're writing alt text mm. and audio description. And we have a team of dedicated writers who know how to describe visual content and specialize in that area. So we are a very niche vendor service yeah. um, and focusing exclusively on content accessibility solutions. Mm. So for those that have no idea what alt text is, can you describe it to them in the easiest way to understand? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. So alt text is basically a textual description of an image that's meant to actually replace that image so that it can be read out loud by assistive technology, uh, such as a screen reader or a mm -hmm. refreshable Braille display. Mm -hmm. So um, like voiceover as well, too, for like phones. Exactly. If mm -hmm. you have a voiceover on your iPhone or talkback on your Android, mm -hmm. when you turn that on and you start swiping through, let's say, social media or a website, uh, if alt text is present, uh, the screen reader will read that textual description out loud to you instead of just skipping over the image. Yeah. And so for those that are listening, wondering, Chad, how do you get on Facebook or Twitter and know what pictures are about? It's because of the handy dandy alt text. <laughs> <laughs> Would not be on social media if it wasn't for the good old alt text. <laughs> oh yeah, so important, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, we need alt text so that we can make social media and the internet in general inclusive, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a very easy thing we can do. Um, and if we miss it, really, um, we're kind of missing out on the fun and uh we need to describe these images so everyone can participate and enjoy them yeah absolutely um i love how on twitter it's it's built in like when you're uploading a photo it actually gives you the option of do you want to do alt text and of course now that i'm you know servicing the visually impaired community um i make sure to add that that alt text in there so you know it's it's kind of weird because for so long i've never done it myself, which is kind of bad to say as a visually impaired person that I've never really done alt text, but I honestly never had a reason to do it because I was never really interacting with a lot of other visually impaired people. But um, now I do it and I probably go overboard because I'm just like, all right, I got to say everything exactly. So like for my logo, I have, it's, uh, it says a black vector image stick figure holding a cane that's red, white, and black in color. He's wearing a hat that's purple. And then to the left of the stick figure are the words, hindsight is 2200. However, the slash that would go between the 2200 is represented by the cane. So, and then I see, you know, sometimes I'll say it's on a, you know, there's a green background color for the picture. So I probably go overboard in the alt text, but I feel like, you know, I don't feel like too much is bad because I feel some people might like having as much information they can when it comes to alt text. Yeah, I think it's up to the individual. There are different preferences out there for sure. Um, some people like the really short alt text. Other Others want to have as much descriptive detail as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so it really just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking of Twitter, since you mentioned that, I'm loving the new alt button that they mm -hmm. have on their posts, on their image posts. Mm -hmm. I think that this is really cool because alt text is usually hidden in the code. It's mm -hmm. hidden in the alt attribute behind a website or social media. Mm -hmm. And really you can only access it if you look behind that code or if you're <laughs> using uh, a assistive technology. Mm -hmm. But this new alt button, you can actually click it and everyone can read the alt text. And that's mm -hmm. really beneficial for folks who don't use assistive technology or they're using screen magnification. Right. Um, they're actually zooming. Not all blind people use screen readers. Mm -hmm. um, so I really like that new development. And it's also calling out anyone who's not writing their alt text. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like being able to control alt text because there is a lot of AI alt text. So there is a lot of just computer generated and it's good, but that sometimes misses a lot of stuff. Like sometimes it'll tell you something and with my vision, you know, I can still see and go, well, that wasn't right at all. <laughs> They're like uh, a, a picture of a dude holding a baseball bat. I'm like, no, my logo is a guy holding a cane, not a baseball bat. <laughs> right. No, uh, it, it really does uh, struggle with a lot of visual detail. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think that we are anywhere close to being able to rely on it right mm -hmm. now, uh, especially when it comes to more complex images like charts, maps, diagrams, works of art. Um, we can't use AI for these purposes. And those are some of the most important descriptions out there to get right. Oh yeah, definitely charts and graphs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was joking with um, someone over at the RNIB, um, which is the Royal National Institute of Blind People. And I was like, I hate graphs and text, um, um, charts that don't have a good um, mapping when it comes to like their buttons, everything for like the screen readers. Cause there's nothing more annoying than a graph or a chart that has broken spots in it that won't read to you. And just like, Great. What am I supposed to do with this image that I have no idea what I'm doing now? <laughs> right. The purpose of that chart was probably to be informative. Yeah. So that's not working at all. Right. Right. So as a company that, you know, you're trying to, um, what was the word? Kind of, what can I think of the word? But you're kind of being the leaders of what's good um, alt text and you're trying to make people, you know, use and write it the right way and, you know, be a little bit more uh, uh, attentive to it. But how did you get into something like alt text? Because as you said, it's, it's a little bit niche. Um, you know, it's been catching a lot of fire. I mean, it, it's definitely be trending a lot nowadays, but um, how exactly did you get involved with alt text? <laughs> Yeah, so I guess my interest in working in accessibility started when I was in book publishing mm -hmm. um, many years ago, and I was working for a higher education textbook publisher at the time, and in my role, I was responsible for distributing ebook content and metadata out to the online retail marketplace. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a pretty interesting job because I got to look, work with a lot of teams across the publishing organization. But at the time, they were making this transition from print to digital. And part of that was looking into, well, how do we make ebooks born accessible? And alt text was one of the most challenging accessibility steps because mm -hmm. It didn't seem to fit or have a home with anyone, authors, editors, um, publishing services providers. Um, no one was really up for writing it, to be honest, uh, or didn't feel qualified. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, but I thought, we need a dedicated alt text vendor for this. And guess what? It didn't exist. I was mm -hmm. kind of surprised about it. Uh, so I thought, well, I can do this. Uh, I knew I wanted to start uh, a business at some point. I was very interested in starting a mission-driven business. And this kind of seemed like the perfect opportunity uh, to make a difference in the accessibility community. Hmm. That's, that's interesting to think, you know, because um, you mentioned 2020 is when you launched, correct? Yes, January 2020, just before the world completely changed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, how long ago, 
um, did you transition into, you know, Scribely from your job and your, you know, your background within the, the publishing, you know, industry? It was a short turnaround there. I really kind of, um, it, it, it was that push I needed mm -hmm. uh, to put myself out there and take a chance in my career mm -hmm. and start my own business. Uh, so it was the very next thing I did. Hmm. I, I was just asking because it's interesting because from the sounds of it, then it seems like this wasn't something that happened quite too long ago. And to think with you know, all the things that are going on with inclusivity, um, diversity, it's strange to hear that the one thing that we were still lacking amongst all these changes and, um, you know, accessibility kind of becoming the, the big thing is Altex wasn't really, you know, a company. It wasn't something that people were kind of putting stock into. Right. Alt text is absolutely critical for making visual content on the web accessible, but when you actually look behind the code of websites, and anyone can do that, you can inspect the code, there are a shocking number of images with missing, inaccurate, or incomplete alt text out there. Mm -hmm. uh, the numbers are just surprising. So I recognized this problem and I wanted to solve it. Um, mm -hmm. Felt like we needed a dedicated solution for this. If you know, 20 years after this accessibility requirement requirement was made, we're still mm -hmm. struggling. Uh, clearly, we need, you know, some someone or some company to own this and do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes someone's got to be first. <laughs> you know, someone's got to just, you know, go like, all right, I guess it's me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess I wasn't afraid of a, a risk at the time. Um, and then yeah, I mean, you have to be you have to be resilient and flexible in starting any business. But for me, um, I just love to write. I love supporting writers. Uh, so really, my my heart is in this work, and I was motivated to see it through, uh, despite the ups and downs that were definitely coming ahead. So, um, at Scribely, what is kind of you know the implementation of you know, the core mission goal, which of course is to, you know, make sure that good alt text is being written and that the people that are writing it understand it. But how exactly does that happen? You know, I know there's a lot of different moving parts. So can you kind of explain to how you ensure that, you know, alt text is being done the right way? Yes. So we're focusing on three key areas, education, e-commerce, and entertainment or the arts industries. And we apply different approaches to each of those areas because uh, the style of writing alt text changes. With educational content, it's meant to be informative. With entertainment content, it's meant to be entertaining. Um, so you need, to, you need to take the right approach with describing images. Uh, in order to do that content justice, really. Mm -hmm. um, so we hire writers that specialize in these areas and we work on developing their skills over time. Uh, so they are prepared to take on any projects that come their way um, that fit into those categories. So um, we have our own kind of internal uh, style guide that uh, is constantly changing and evolving as we learn new things. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the focus really is on quality description and making sure that we are conveying the purpose and meaning of the image and, uh, you know, understand communicating 
the why that image is on the page, why the author selected that particular image, what's the message that they're trying to send. Um, that's what we're trying to describe. Mm, absolutely. So um, you mentioned three parts, the education, the e-commerce. Um, oh, God, what was the last one? Refresh my memory. Entertainment. <laughs> Entertainment. All right. So those are the three core parts that you um, focus on. So do, do most of you, you mentioned that most of your, you know, your employees have a background in writing in some way. But what if someone's like, you know, inspired because maybe someone they know or they themselves use alt text kind of, you know, catch that wild hair and like, you know, uh, alt text is not good right now. It's kind of, eh, I want to help. Um, I found out about Scribely. Can I jump in? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that all of our writers mm -hmm. share um, a dedication to empathy, just mm -hmm. living a, a, an empathetic mm -hmm. life. And they consider others and have this ability to put themselves in another person's shoes. It sounds like something very simple, but I look for that quality in people mm -hmm. when I'm interviewing for new writers. Uh, that's the most important to me, that this work means something to them. Uh, that they want to write in a way that makes a difference. Maybe they're very interested in social justice issues. Mm -hmm. um, they're frustrated with discrimination that exists in our society. Uh, there's a deeper kind of purpose driving all of these writers. And uh, that I think is one of the most important qualities that you can have when you're looking for someone to write exceptional alt text. Mm -hmm. So. Is there a, a like a book for how to do proper alt text, or would you say that you're creating that book? <laughs> I'd say I'm creating that book behind the scenes. I thought that would be your answer. <laughs> but but there are so many resources out mm. there now. Um, alt text has been, you know, over the years. Uh, the, the accessibility requirement that folks have struggled with. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of blogs and articles and resources on how to write alt text. They usually only scratch the surface. That's what I found, mm -hmm. that they all kind of mention the typical top 10 tips for uh, writing alt text. And what I'm interested in is going deeper and using this, this experience that we've had describing images to actually build a resource that matches what you might encounter when describing images on the web. Uh, it's much more nuanced when you actually sit down to write, you find yourself kind of struggling through the decisions at times. Uh, what do I say? Why, you know, what do I leave out? Um, it, it all feels very subjective um, and it is, but we're trying to get closer to guiding people towards um, a, a, a high standard that they can hold themselves to when they write alt text. Understood. Yeah, because it's um, it's very important, and of course, its implementation is um, even more important because um, you know there's a lot of companies or maybe even platforms that aren't doing it right, and it kind of keeps them from allowing people who, in my case, need it to not have the access or the 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 ease of using it, and so 
you know, definitely having a company like Scribely that can come in and be like, yeah, so you guys just scratch the surface, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of help pick up where they, um, they've fallen off a little bit, you know, right. get, them, get them to where it's, it's, it's better. It's, it's more accessible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we want to take this completely off someone's plate, mm-hmm. um, really to provide a solution that they can actually trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some bad actors out there, of course, in the accessibility <laughs> community. You can make uh, definitely the wrong decision when it comes to your alt text. Mm-hmm. Um, there are automated solutions out there um, that will that will claim to um, solve your alt text problem by putting at least something in the alt text field, right? <laughs> that doesn't satisfy the requirement. Any manual audit or review of that website, you'll quickly see that the alt text is not meaningful. It's not mm-hmm. descriptive. It doesn't provide a text equivalent, and thus it doesn't satisfy the accessibility requirements. <laughs> so when we're thinking about scalability, mm-hmm. um, I'm a fan of doing it right the first time yeah. and not having to go back and fix it later. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because uh not going to name any names, you know, I'm not that kind of guy, um, but uh, there's plenty of websites that I've been to where the alt text is picture. You're like, whoo, awesome. I'm so glad you could tell me that this picture is a picture. Good job, guys. Good job. Overachievers. Uh, that's useless. <laughs> it's absolutely useless for someone like me. Yeah, I know it's a picture, but what's the picture about? I, I have no information. You just told me it's a picture. What am I supposed to do with that? Right. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. It's, it's picture or image or it's a file name or it's mm-hmm. uh, just a jumbled mess of mm-hmm. characters and numbers. And um, yeah, like I said, it, it is quite shock, shocking when yeah. you look behind the scenes. Uh, what I'd like is um, let's imagine everyone's alt text all of a sudden becoming visible to all. <laughs> what would you, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You'd probably fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just do that now um, because alt text matters, um, even if it is behind the scenes and uh, absolutely important for the experience of your web content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you want to be that person that companies can come to and say, okay, hey, so, well, there's a couple of scenarios I can think of. Well, one is we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Two is we've tried to do it, but we just don't think we're doing it the right way. Um, and then, you know, there's several others, but then you can kind of be there. All right, let's sit down. Let me review what you have. And then we can start from there and then see what we can do to help. Exactly. There are a lot of companies that are providing auditing services where they'll tell you, you need to fix your alt text. It's not descriptive or it's missing. But then from there, um, maybe there are options for training. They could go mm-hmm. through training, but even still, there might not be the internal resources or bandwidth uh, to actually take on a task like that Mm -hmm. uh, within the organization. And in that case, if you want to solve that requirement that you've just been told you need to do, Mm -hmm. um, you could use a company like Scribly to get Mm -hmm. there and to do the job right. Um, It's more than just checking a box for us. It's, uh, it's about user experience and inclusion. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're doing it from, you know, the right place. You know, it's not just something you do. It's, you know, it's, it's purposeful and it's, it has a meaning and an impact. 
Absolutely. So um, you mentioned again, I, I bring it up again, but you said 2020 is when you launched, of course, um, world was on fire. <laughs> Still kind of is if you ask a bunch of people. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned how, you know, you, you solved that there was this lack of, you know, companies or, or person that was really, you know, ensuring that alt text was being implemented right from the beginning. And, you know, not something that was just being patched. So in the, you know, two plus years now, um, what kind of changes have you started to see begin to take place as you, you know, continue to basically bring alt text to the forefront of basically society? This was such a challenging time in mm -hmm. so many ways. Uh, and with the entire world going virtual, yeah, uh, right. it was, it felt like we needed a solution yesterday. For this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was kind of motivated by the fact that, well, now we're all experiencing accessibility issues mm. and it's actually impacting our safety, our education, um, so many areas of our lives that are important. Um, the way that we we reach out to our friends, our social experience at the time was all virtual. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it just felt like, well, this is this is the reason why we need accessibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, we learned. I, I feel that we learned something from that time uh, because there just seems to be a shift um, in the perspective. Mm. And we're prioritizing accessibility more and more. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like something you can feel. I go to a lot <laughs> of conferences <laughs> and when I walk around and when I talk to people, there's more energy and fire behind this work. Mm -hmm. um, people are recognizing maybe because they have just gone through that time period that they absolutely need to do something about this now. Um, we learned a lot when it came to diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility during this time and now we're putting it into action hundred mm, percent mm, mm, mm. agree preach <laughs> uh, no but it is true i think you know we, we i don't want to make this into this oh well there was a silver lining with covid because let's be honest you know covid has been absolutely just terrible so many amazing um, people lost their lives that shouldn't have lost their lives to this terrible disease. Um, but if I could spin this in any way, I would just say that it did make people really look inward and, you know, just take a step back and see the way that they were living. And for many people, they kind of had their first moment of, oh, so this is what Chad experiences every single day being stuck in a house, having to rely on this technology. And maybe there was a lot of other disabled people who then were just like, well, okay, um, I can't go out and get stuff now. So now I really need to rely on my technology more and more. So I think collectively, like you said, it really caused people to think about that perspective of what they're doing and how the things they're using have an impact in everyday life. Right, exactly. I often think when I'm struggling to get someone to understand what I'm talking about or why alt text is so important, um, I often ask, 
do have you ever worked alongside a disabled person have do you have anyone in your life who is deaf blind mm -hmm. uh you know they're they need accessibility uh to actually um do their work to socialize everything have you have you ever experienced that personally and oftentimes the answer is they just haven't mm -hmm. and they haven't had that lived experience yet um, and that's the reason. So I think that um, another thing I, I, I like about this time is that the disabled community are raising their voices mm -hmm. and they're speaking out about this. This is what I'm going through. This is my experience. And thankfully, we have social media to blast those messages to the world. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and even if you, you don't know someone personally, um, you might uh, understand that experience just from scrolling your, your, your social media feed now. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have um, just more voices that are rising up that are helping to make a difference. Yeah, you know, social media can be a double-edged sword, you know, on one hand, it can be so toxic and just absolutely terrible. Um, but on the other hand, like you mentioned, it does a lot of good too. You know, some people would definitely hard, hard disagree with me <laughs> on this. Um, but, you know, the whole excuse of, oh, well, I, I can't go out and meet someone who's disabled or I'll never encounter someone who's disabled in the real world. Well, just get on your phone because I'm pretty sure if you look even just the teensiest bit, just a couple of keywords in that search box, you might be able to find someone pretty quick, pretty fast. Just, you know, just going to say, put that out there. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to figure out as a society how to make education more accessible, yeah. how to make the workplace more accessible, and how we can be more inclusive in those environments uh, so that disabled people uh, can actually uh, go for that career that they've always dreamed of, get that job that they've wanted, um, and not experience barriers when they get there. And alt text is just a, a small part of doing that. It's an important step, but really thinking, you know, beyond accessibility and thinking about inclusion is what we're talking about here. Mm, absolutely. So where, where do you see the next step being when it comes to alt text? What, what do you ultimately perceive as its crucial part to play in this big old machine that is diversity and inclusion? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to make a very solid dent in the missing alt text on the web, mm -hmm. first and foremost. Um, and I want to see uh, larger companies take this on. Um, <laughs> just because you have thousands of images doesn't mean that you can't chip away at this over time and add quality alt text to your website. Mm. Um, the number of images, really, um, that's something that we can work with. I've personally uh, I've had experience getting over the digital hurdle of moving the book publishing process from print to digital. Um, and how did we did that do that? We we did it over time. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe you start with kind of a go forward approach, everything from here on out, every image that we post is accessible, and then chip away at the backlog of images that are in store. So um, I want to see uh, quality alt text on the major brands and businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, that you know are leading their industries. Oftentimes, you know, just have a look. Um, think of a brand um, and go look at their alt text. Uh, chances are you'll find some quality issues, or that it's <laughs> entirely. Yeah, 
Yeah. And um, so if there's anyone out there that's listening that owns their own business or works for a business and, and maybe they're thinking to themselves, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, that picture, yeah. If, if they're having any doubts about whether their alt text is up to snuff enough, <laughs> that was a funny little tongue twister, up to snuff enough. Yeah, say that three times fast. <laughs> but basically, if there's people that are listening that think, you know, maybe there's something I could be doing more when it comes to alt text, um, can they talk to you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we can um, definitely provide uh, Altex guidance and support. Um, but I'd like to, uh, as you were talking, um, something popped into my mind, and I'd like to give a shout out mm-hmm. uh, because I just back from an accessibility conference where I saw Meryl Evans present, and uh, she was presenting about closed captions and the need yeah. for better quality closed captions. And I really like the advice that she gave, which is progress, not perfection. Uh, We need to be thinking about how to move accessibility forward. And you may not be starting from a place where you understand exactly how to write alt text, but it doesn't need to be perfect right away. Maybe uh, you set the intention to write alt text for all of your social media posts moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that you'll find gradually along the way that you're getting the hang of it. And it's just something that you becomes part of your standard process of creating a post. Um, mm-hmm. So start getting involved in this work and just give it a try. I'd say that's my that's my best advice. Uh, don't be afraid to start writing. <laughs> yeah, um, you know it's completely non-related, but it, it kind of is related a little bit in, in the sense that I talked to. Um, a company, Smart Monsters, that creates a game called Triad City, which is basically text-based kind of MMO, MMORPG, um, but it's text-based. And, and he was talking about how, you know, our company and I, he himself knew nothing about accessibility and was never really doing anything for it. But then when he decided to make that change, he said, you know what, I want to start working on accessibility for the company and our games he slowly started doing it more and more. And now he's like, I'm like the biggest advocate now. It's like, I, I probably annoy people with how hard I go now when it comes to accessibility. And that's really all it takes. It's just, like he said, just start. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big, maybe just a couple posts here and there where you just think of maybe, yeah, I'll just do all text in this picture that I'm putting up on Twitter. If you at least can just start to commit to changing you know, that action and that behavior, then slowly but surely, you're, you know, you're just going to get better and better over time. And who knows, you might become a very hardcore advocate, just like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that our, we need to, we need to think about our own personal accountability to the mm-hmm. images that we're adding to the web. Um, are we adding them without alt text? That's adding to the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, taking that responsibility of, yes, I'm going to make this image accessible because I'm posting it um, and it's my image. Um, I think that that's a good policy. Absolutely. So if there is anyone out there that would like to ask for advice, if maybe there's some resources that they can access and start doing their own research, is there anything that you can recommend or provide to people that might be interested in learning a little bit more about alt text? Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, I have to send you to the Scribely blog. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have a lot of, of course. Uh, 
<laughs> we have a lot of wonderful posts there. Um, and also you can follow us on all of the social media um, as well for our advice. Um, we're going beyond the, the typical alt text uh, tips that you might have heard. Um, so I'd like to say um, we're, we're, we're trying to do it right and we're trying to provide as much information <laughs> as possible for people until, until I publish that, that book. <laughs> Um, but um, no, other than that, I mean, there are different reasons, different reasons that you or different questions you might have mm -hmm. um, regarding accessibility. Um, you can go to the source uh, W3C Web Content Accessibility Guidelines and read um, the actual guidelines that we're supposed to hold ourselves to, um, which are the text text alternative guidelines. Um, that's the primary source of information. Um, and there are also a lot of links out um, from there that take you to very um, valuable resources that you can reference when it comes to alt text. So um, I always advocate going to the source um, just because uh, I don't I don't want to lead people astray or um, have the rules all of a sudden change change on you. Um, I think that that's the that's the best approach. It sounds lovely, but yeah, but you know, never hurts to check out Stripe too. So you know, you know, <laughs> if you want, and if and if if you could, go please go check out Scribely. They're a great company, and they're doing some really great work. Because I definitely benefit from it. So uh, I love what they do. <laughs> but if you guys have any questions for my guests, please, you know that you can always ask me a question to ask them. You know, maybe you're a little too shy to ask them yourself. I don't mind doing it for you. Just send me an email at cmboughton. That is C-M as in Michael, B as in boy, C-M-B-O-U-T-O-N at yahoo.com. C-M-Boughton, all one word, C-M-Boughton at yahoo.com. And if you want to just send me, you know, a DM or just tag me on Twitter, maybe even follow the podcast and what's going on with the podcast on Twitter at 2200hindsight at 20 two zero zero hindsight all one word at 2200 hindsight and please if you know anybody that would like to listen to the podcast and share it as well please let them know we are on anchor we are on apple podcast and we are on spotify hindsight is 20 slash 200 please do remember to put the slash in between the 20 and 200 that's very important hindsight is 20 slash 200 <laughs> all right anyways thank you guys so so much for listening thank you to my amazing guest Caroline, <laughs> Caroline, <laughs> dang it. I told myself I want to do that, but I did. I'm terrible. You know what? I'm going to, I got to go. Thank you guys. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you guys so much for everything. Your um, support really does mean a lot. Um, you know, it's really just been amazing to see the podcast growing, especially this month. There's a lot of stuff that I'm excited to share with you guys, and hopefully I'll be able to share with you soon. Of course, there's some stuff that I don't know when I will be able to share it with you. So, um, I promise whenever I can, I will. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much. You, you make this all possible. So big love to everybody. So until we meet again, please be safe. Take care of yourselves. Be kind and see you soon. <laughs>